Conversations on Economic Opportunity, produced by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public private academic partnership that's creating economic activity and prosperity in the Ann Arbor region. Joining me today is Becca Wallace, founder of Cultivate Coffee and Tap House. Thanks for coming in and talking with us today. My pleasure, glad to be here. Yeah, we're excited to learn about what you're doing and uh, you know, your perspective on what's happening in Ypsilanti. Mm -hmm. So first off, let's just talk about Cultivate. Tell us a little bit more about what it is and what your concept is and sure. how you came to be doing what you're doing. Yeah, well, when we say founder, I have to give credit to my husband, Ryan, who is the ideator for Cultivate. Um, so Cultivate, is a lot of things. It feels like day-to-day -day everything from a coffee shop to a high-end tap house to a community center. In fact, this morning we have a mama and me meetup going on with moms and little babies and then we have five other community events planned between the span of the next 12 hours. Okay. So we have a lot of things going on that feel like a community hang and an invitation for people to connect but then also we're running a day-to-day -day coffee and beer business and we have a nonprofit arm where we're investing back into the community, specifically in the area of ending hunger, but also in other initiatives that we feel like address community growth and community initiatives. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends what angle you look at Cultivate at. You could see a lot of different dynamics to what we're doing. So your husband uh, came up with the idea. What were the two of you doing before, uh, before Cultivate? We are in somewhat uh, serial entrepreneurs, okay. I would say. We were both raised by fathers who are entrepreneurs. So we are very comfortable with risk, I would say, as a couple. And um, we got married in 2005, and we got home from our honeymoon and said to our parents, we need to talk to you about something. We'd been planning to start a business right when we got back from our honeymoon, and they thought we were gonna say we were having a baby or we were sure. moving out of state. And we told them, hey, we're gonna start a company. I was working at the time at what I thought was just a front desk job, but turned out to be a more in-depth training role to become a financial advisor. So I was doing that for the first five years of our first company. And after that post-honeymoon conversation, we started an IT company mm -hmm. in Holland, Michigan, out of a, a similar space, um, kind of what Spark does, of a lot of mentorship mm -hmm. and support and guidance. So we had a lot of people helping us kind of pave the way. So we did the IT startup, started another company in 2010, VoiceOver IP, um, just kind of more unique, customized options. And at that point, I was still doing financial advising. We had our first child, so I moved to being an at-home mom. And throughout that period of time following that, we sold the companies and Ryan decided to go back to school. We really started to notice that our life was centered around hospitality. We had people in our home all the time. We were home brewing beer, doing coffee tastings. That was just like a big part of our social life. And we really felt convicted to do something for more than just profit with business. We had seen what it was like to own a successful business, mm -hmm. to sell that company, to be in the public market, and we started to dream about doing something with a social good, but also through the lens of entrepreneurship. So that's really how Cultivate came to be. We went on a baby moon where you know you go out of town where you're expecting a baby, and we mm -hmm. were in San Francisco, and I got a nice coffee at a place, and Ryan was really impressed with the beer selection. It was like a light bulb moment. Like, Wow, good coffee and beer together, huh? Mm -hmm. Tuck that away somewhere. So for about five years, we had a Google Doc going with, we had the name Cultivate, we had all these different ideas, mm -hmm. but then a series of interactions, conversations, community partnerships developing, kind of laid the groundwork to become what is now Cultivate. Okay, so let's just let's, let's complete the string a little bit. So you were doing this on, over on the western part of the state. 
How did you come back here? So we were doing all of the startup companies for technology on the west side of the state. Forgot to mention that we moved to Ann Arbor somewhere in there to do part of a grad school okay. internship. Yep, okay. that's the gap closer there. So we moved over here for an internship and decided to start Cultivate in Ipsy. Okay, you talked a little bit about this, yep. um, but maybe let's go a little deeper. It is unusual for uh, a coffee house and or slash or both the tap house to be a nonprofit um, organization. Talk a little bit more about, you mentioned it's, you, you've got a particular charitable focus mm -hmm. on hunger. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, everything we do at Cultivate is based on relationships and people. So during the period of time that we were trying to decide what would the focus be in the community, who would kind of that partnership be with, um, someone came into our circle, his name is Billy Kangas, he's now our third partner, who had been working in Washington, D.C., doing a lot of activated work around the area of hunger, working for some national alliances to end hunger. And so that was kind of his passion area that when looking at the landscape, he said, I think this is where we really should be investing because addressing the root cause of hunger can identify with any part of this community that we're working with, mm -hmm. whether they're already aware of the cause or maybe we can start to bring awareness and come alongside of other excellent organizations Food Gatherers, Growing Hope, Meals on Wheels, mm -hmm. other people that are doing the work in Ipsy and Ann Arbor specifically. Um, so really Billy's passion was what brought that focus. And as we sought out what kind of structure we would have for the business, we decided to pursue two businesses side by side, an LLC and a 501c3, mm -hmm. so that we could do all of our community giving through the nonprofit arm. Mm -hmm. And the LLC was necessary for the liquor license for the beer. Sure, absolutely. So, that's the structure okay. we came up with. Okay. Well, you, you know, we, we you also mentioned this a little earlier in the conversation. Um, it's the, it's one of the things that um, you've become known for, and and how you got connected to us is that it's a place where community and business organizations can host events. You described mm -hmm. five, I think you said six events yep. in the, the next twelve hours. So, w why did you choose to make your your space so openly available? I didn't really mean for it to happen as okay. quickly as it did. Um, I think for me as an individual, a lot of how Cultivate's grown has come out of the passions of the people who are running it and the people who are in it. And the first night that we opened, we had just coffee for 10 weeks and we did these pop-up beer things. And the first Friday night we were open, we said, all right, we'll stay open until midnight. And at 2 a.m. I cooked 30 people out I didn't know. It was a first Friday's event, so uh -huh. we had uh, we partnered okay. with 1071. We had Chris DuPont and Abigail Stauffer, two well-known Ipsy musicians play, and people just stayed. And I had this moment where I realized we're filling a space that people need in their life to come together, to be about something more, to hang out. And from there, ev events just kept evolving, and I feel like I've kind of been given the keys to my dream job. I have a place other than my home. I can host any party I want. The team's super flexible. I've done everything from pop-up coloring nights with Beyonce themes to unicorn terrarium making parties where hundreds of people come. And it's like I just have the flexibility to try anything in this space and the people, mm -hmm. especially in Ipsy, have really responded to that. So I think kind of by accident and by hope, we became an event space. And then it was also really important to me to offer free event space to anyone at any time so there weren't barriers for folks. So I think the business community and college students other nonprofits have really taken advantage of that. We probably host 30 to 50 events a month 
and I would say a good 25% of those are people who are hosting their bridal shower or we've hosted a lot of wedding receptions, things like that where people may have to pay a couple hundred dollars to use a space somewhere else they can just come be at Cultivate. Mm -hmm. And it's fun, it creates an air of celebration for our staff and other customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you're a part of uh, what I think is the beginning of, of significant change um, in downtown Ypsilanti. Um, as I mentioned before we, we started talking uh, for the recording, um, you know, the, the, this is a focus that um, a lot of, of community leaders, a lot of people um, here in Washtenaw County are trying uh, to inculcate, if that's the right word, um, that we think there's a lot of opportunity uh, for Ypsilanti. And, um, you know, you're, you're in the middle of that. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the buzz and what it's like, you know, what you're seeing, uh, what you're yeah. excited about when you look outside um, your, your front window. Yeah. I think for me and for the team, we just want to keep showing up every day for the people that we serve no matter where they come from. So I think it's been exciting. Um, it's been, I think, too quick to even take inventory yet, to be honest with you. When we looked at buildings, we looked at five other spaces and they're now all occupied by other businesses. So Go Ice Cream, Project 23, Hyperion Coffee Company, 734 Brewing, Tiny Buddha Yoga Studio, their new arm, brick and mortar, all these places that have opened in the last 18 to 24 months mm -hmm. in spaces that we look to renovate. So I think what I'm sensing from like the inside as an entrepreneur is a lot of cohesiveness mm -hmm. of people together, like fellow entrepreneurs, fellow community members. Ipsy is such a loyal place, such a um, invested place. I've never met a group of customers or regulars or community members that are more invested in what's going on in the city themselves. And so I think there's like a real sense of tight-knit community going on that wants to see the city thrive, that wants to do more, that is aware of downfalls of growing too quickly mm -hmm. and sensitive to that. Um, I have a couple friends that are really invested in the real estate market and seeing a lot of changes there. We purchased a home in Ipsy in early 2014 and have had a significant increase in the value, but I think the thing that with the people on the street that I share time with, like my neighborhood itself. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of us are just happy to be there mm -hmm. and less concerned about growing it quickly and more concerned about staying connected to what we're about. Mm -hmm. So that's really the vibe that I'm experiencing day to day mm -hmm. and talking mm -hmm. to people and serving people mm -hmm. and looking at growth opportunities, trying to be mindful of the impact of that and doing that together. Yeah, because the, the as, and it's just, I guess it's a, in my world, in my business, over the years, um, once a place begins to have sort of that activation, um, you use the word mindful, how it evolves once it begins to have that sort of catalyst is really important. Mm -hmm. And it's important in the sense of, of what it means to the, the community and the people that have lived there well before this yep. has happened. Um, but it's also the, the, the notion that um, if you think about the, the history, particularly of Ypsilanti and how the community grew surrounding township, um, what was the industry there, what people uh, did for a living, that's all gone through dramatic change. Mm -hmm. And that dramatic change has 
impacted the vibrancy that was in Ypsilanti. So the notion where uh, young entrepreneurs like yourself are identifying this as an opportunity where you can not only not only be direct about it, not only have a successful business, but also have an opportunity to participate in the community. How that all gets navigated out is 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 important. Yep. Um, and uh, sometimes when a place is has gone full cycle and there is a lot of vacancy and a lot of those kinds of issues, what happens next? People are. Um, just happy for whatever happens next. Sure. I think the one of the differences I, that I see in Ypsilanti is, is that there's a lot of people that's, that stayed and are invested in the community. And so how newcomers are integrated with the existing community is, is really important. We know that we've, um, working with the county, we've um, had some, some direct um, sort of financial support interventions to help certain people do certain things in the community. I think the county needs to be credited for that because uh, it was a unique thing that the county did in using uh, resources to support that. But part of the notion was um, we, needed, we needed to um, encourage uh, some, some job creating uh, individuals and companies to consider Ypsilanti versus Ann Arbor and there's no, there's, there's no doubt that part of the issue with us in a community is sort of east of 23, hasn't had as much economic success in the last decade as west of 23. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um, you, you want to try to encourage some people to say, hey, take a look at Ypsilanti. Uh, this, this could be a good place for you. Yeah. And we think, we think that's beginning to happen. Yeah. Well, you, you've talk, we've talked about a lot of things about what you do. I think you've covered some of this, but maybe to close out our conversation, what do, you, what do you like best, or maybe a few things that you like best about being in Ypsilanti? Um, I like the opportunity to be part of the developing culture and setting the tone. I was thinking about the schools. I have a child in the public schools there, and the schools are going through an intense rebuilding period, yeah. and there's a lot of community members invested in that, so I like the opportunity to be part of that. Mm -hmm. um, I have never felt more at home than I do in Ipsy. And I've lived in Grand Rapids, mm -hmm. Holland, downtown Ann Arbor, Carytown, a lot of different places. And it really feels like a good place to belong. So I think for me as an individual, separate from being a business owner and, and you know, as a mom and a sure. wife and a community member, like all those things, that's really meaningful to me. And I, I'm just excited to continue to kind of show up every day and hold space. and. There's a lot of good energy when we were talking about just how mindfulness and how communities grow. There's a kind of a group of um, five or six of us entrepreneurs that are banding together to create a set of, set of principles around business growth of capping CEO salaries, putting policies in place to ensure diversity, trying to make sure that mentorship and future entrepreneurs are supported both with our time and our money. So I'm excited about that because I'm excited to have sustainable structures for thoughtful growth mm -hmm. for future entrepreneurs. And I think that that's where Ryan and I will be spending a lot of our time in the next three to five years is investing in other people to bring them along in this journey. Mm -hmm. So for mm -hmm. me as a person, that's really where I see mm -hmm. our part of Ipsy going, our involvement as two people and then a team of you know a handful of other people yeah. inviting them into that. Well, I think one of the things that's important about that is is that um, there is a there is a very significant change agent that is happening 
essentially uh, of about a five-minute drive from downtown mm -hmm. Ypsilanti, which is the, the total redevelopment of um, Willow Run. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, you know, the hope in a very strategic way for the entire community is that this would be a, a national center for testing new technologies. Having that very adjacent to Ypsilanti uh, could drive a lot of different kinds of change. Sure. Uh, not trying to be punful here and saying drive change, but but, <laughs> um, but the reality is is that, that um, you know I think the the entrepreneurs the the community in Ypsilanti uh, that that can be a, a very significant um, uh, boost I guess to activity, but it also uh, if not thought through how to respond to that um, could. Uh, um, not have as as many benefits, let's yep. say. Yep. So I think that that uh, we're in a very dynamic time. It's a great um, word. Uh, I think you know one of the things that we know um, with our own work is that some companies you're in, in essentially uh, a service community um, business. We know that some technology companies who are finding it very difficult to find the the environment, the community, nature in Ann Arbor, not that I mean that it's not there, but that I mean there's no place for them to be, yeah. uh, are beginning to look at Ypsilanti. Sure. So there's some forces now happening that I think uh, those of you that are heavily invested um, in Ypsilanti's future, that, that idea of coming together and thinking through um, sort of principles and issues uh, that, that you're concerned about is going to be an important factor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Well, congratulations on your success thus far. Thank you. Um, I usually also in these kinds of conversations take uh, the opportunity to thank someone like you for what you're doing in the community because I don't think that happens Thanks. often enough. Um, and we were remiss because you are an operating business and we are keep saying downtown Ypsilanti. Where specifically is Cultivate for the listening audience? Yeah, we're in the heart of Depot Town, which is... Most people are familiar with us because we're behind Sidetrack across from the Ipsy Food Co-op. So we're in the old Ted's Auto and Electric building, which is beautiful in so many ways. Ted and Judy owned it for over 60 years, raised the whole family there. And we took about 10 months to renovate it from a full garage to a functioning food service business okay. community space. So it's wonderful. And so you have, just to, just to finish up here, so you have the coffee and... Uh, the beer uh, service is there do you provide is there a food service component yeah or? we do um, we offer Zingerman's pastries and sandwiches mm -hmm. shareable plates yogurt oatmeal things like that um, we were just named the number one beer bar in Michigan and I just found out two days ago we were also named the number one coffee bar in Michigan um, based on product and customer interaction so we have a really robust, ever-changing list of coffee and beer for people to come enjoy. And we seat about 80 inside, but then outside our beer garden's twice as large. Oh, that sounds great. So we have raised bed community garden in the back, and it's really, even though it's in Depot Town, literally by the train tracks, it's quieter than any place yeah. you've ever found in Ipsy. Well, very cool. Um, encourage everybody who's listening in to uh, check it out and stop by. And again, thank you for all the the community engagement that you're involved in. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll keep monitoring how it's going and uh, maybe talk to you again in the future. Wonderful, thank you. So thanks a lot, Yeah. Becca. Innovative businesses and leaders are what make Ann Arbor a destination for startups and growing global businesses. By sharing their stories, they share what makes this region stand out for the exceptional schools, 
abundant parks, amazing community services that all contribute to our quality of life. Conversations on economic opportunity are a way to spotlight those who are helping this region thrive. Thank you for listening to Conversations on Economic Opportunity. We hope you'll like and share the content you heard today. For additional podcasts and information about SPARC, visit annarborusa.org.